Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I am super excited today. (laughs) Kind of a random reason. Well, not random, I guess, but tomorrow I am heading off on a little solo adventure. I decided, ah, gosh, I planned this probably six weeks ago, um, that I needed to take some time for myself. Obviously, it's been a rough, you know, I don't know, four months. Gosh, I'm recording this. It's three months today since my mom passed away. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to I'm going to hit the road and I'm taking my dogs. I had been looking to move to Idaho this fall. Just, I don't know if that was going to be a permanent move, but I wanted to uh, just try something different, right? I have, I was born and raised in the Bay Area in Northern California. And I thought, where do I want to be? Where do I want to be? And I've just been looking, guys. I had been waiting for my son to graduate high school. He's out on his own. My daughter's been on her own. And I wanted a place that was... I mean, technically, Idaho is not on the coast, but it is on the west side of the country that I could drive down in a day, right? So long story short, it's finally here, this little trek. So I'll be sharing, you know, pictures and videos and all the good stuff. And of course, we'll do a recap afterwards. Um, but I got a little Airbnb that I can bring my dogs to. I've got a couple massages scheduled. Just really looking forward to, I don't know, well, it, it it's pretty cool where I am now, but cooler weather, fall, and just some space to clear my head. So today's episode is the stories we tell ourselves that hurt our businesses. Obviously, with what I've gone through with losing my mom, we go into these, um, I, well, I think anytime we have a major life event, uh, it's going to, we're going to shift, right? Like we're going to learn something from that space and you start looking at things differently. You start looking at, I don't know, are you doing what you want with your life? I mean, especially with a loss, right? You you get that life is too short. And I went through that when I lost my husband because I was working full-time in retail management. And while I love the company, I was going to get promoted. It's not really a quality of life, to be honest with you, <laughs> um, because I had two small kids, right? And so Five years after losing him, I launched my business. No regrets. But in this case, I think it's also coupled with just getting older. And at this point in my life, I feel like I've gained a little bit of wisdom. I I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but when I started my business, you know, I launched the WordPress chick, I don't know, within six, seven months or whatever. Originally, I had a website called the self-help chick and you can go look at it. I think she's still out there. It was the same chick that I used on the WordPress chick for a while. Um, and I really thought I was going to make money with AdSense. I wasn't looking at um, becoming a self-help author or, or I don't even know what you'd call it. Right. But it's something that has always been a huge part of me. And, and I also don't know that I've shared this story before. Wow. <laughs> Catch me if I have, I'm just kidding. So 
I would say it was probably in around 1992 was the first time I really stepped into that space. And Tony Robbins, like many of you, was sort of my first foray into the self-help market. And I bought his personal power tapes, cassette tapes. Um, And it was the first one I probably, I don't know, it was the first time that I thought, wow, I can change my life by changing my thoughts, right? So for what that's worth, guys, that's sort of the direction this episode is going in. But I will do everything I can to bring it tangible. But I've also had this pull to bring a little bit more of this into my business. So side note, which you guys are used to, I would really love some feedback on that. But so back to the self-help piece, um, you know, I, I listened to that. And the first thing I noticed about that, because I don't do Tony Robbins anymore. He's not my style at this point in my life. Um, not a hater, not a fan, whatever. I'm I'm pretty indifferent, but I am grateful that I found him when I did because then I got into a bunch of other authors. And, and at that time, I would say it was pretty safe to say that I was looking for motivational stuff, right? I was young and it blew my mind that I could listen to stuff that helped me feel good. Right? I've always been pretty optimistic and outgoing, but at the same time, it was pretty powerful that I could feel hope and possibility. And I think that's what kept me going towards there's something else I'm supposed to do with my life, right? It was like a switch went off in my brain. That all shifted. I mean, you guys, I went through all the, I would say speakers of the 80s and stuff. Remember, I worked in the book industry. So um, I had access to all this stuff. I mean, Brian T- Tracy and Zig Ziglar and Dennis Waitley and Nightingale Conant products. I mean, I listened to original recordings, Napoleon Hill and just all that stuff. Right. And there's, I I still like Think and Grow Rich, all that stuff. But then I shifted and I would say I found Wayne Dyer in my life really changed. Um, And I started feeling a different pull towards the spiritual element and, and how my life worked with that. So anyways, at this point in my life, you know, um, and <laughs> 15 years of therapy, 16. Damn. Anyways, I, I do feel a little bit more wisdom uh, at this point. So, um, you know, I used to get frustrated because I felt there were so many things that I wished I had done differently or had paid attention to or done years ago, right? Why didn't, why didn't I do this? If only I had done that, or I can't believe I did that again, right? Uh, I don't do that anymore. Of course, I mean, I still get frustrated, but I never really go down that old path of woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? It just doesn't happen. Or if it does, it's very brief and I catch myself. I don't feed it. And I I just realized I was about to tell you guys another story. You're going to get a lot of, my therapist taught me this, my therapist taught me that. So (laughs) those things are coming. And I'll never forget her telling me, you know, the first thing I remember, um, doing was I, I taped, I used to have got a lot of things, um, around me, like inspirational sayings, right? Like on my desk right now, I have a love pop card. If you've not seen those, they're like 3d laser cut up card that a pop up, right? But it's, um, Captain Marvel and it says higher, further, faster. So I keep a lot of those little reminders and stuff around me. Um, but I, I put choose awareness, right? So the first step for me in, in really shifting thoughts, and stories that I tell myself was just choosing to be aware. And it took me a long time. But I remember this was probably 
four years ago. Um, but it was the first time I had caught myself. I'm, I, you know, beating myself up for lack of a better word. And I was like, you know, oh, just friggin' knock it off. But I didn't say friggin', right? And I was all proud of myself because I caught myself. And she said to me, and I was telling her this then, and I said, oh my gosh, I caught myself. And she, she kind of laughed. She goes, that's great. She goes, but how about instead of just F and knock it off? She said, what if you were to say, oh, sweetie, it's okay. And I just instantly did this. Oh, and I may have actually told the story recently as I'm <laughs> telling it again, but it hit me so full on that I could be kind to myself. I know this, I don't, I'm laughing as I say this because it seems obvious, right? But I, I, then I remembered a, a couple weeks after that feeling off and crabby and just starting to go down a negative path. I, I will never forget. I remember I was driving you guys going to the grocery store. It was raining. And I said, Oh, Kim, it's okay. I said, you're just tired. It's okay. And what that instantly did is it shifts the emotion and the energy in your body, right? But it instantly stopped the storytelling. And because of all of this, my life has a completely better flow. And I move through things much quicker. Doesn't mean it's easy, guys, but I, I don't feed it. Now, I've had a handful of experiences recently that have been massive validation that things happen exactly when they're supposed to in divine timing. I believe that. I can see it in my business in so many instances. And my guess is you guys can too. And the thing is, this is more about how you feel getting there. Because the truth is, if you're telling yourself better stories, you're going to get there quicker, right? Sorry, I'm having coffee number two. So I don't know. You know, I, I just... As I've had these experiences, it's made me evaluate other areas of my life and my business where I can start shifting my mindset on things and start telling a better story. I mean, isn't it crazy? This always amazes me that we can hear something over and over again, but we don't quote unquote get it until we're ready to. I mean, you guys, I have, you know, all the stuff that I listen to. There's plenty of things that I listen to and I listen to multiple times, but then you hear a different point or you hear, something you needed to hear exactly at that moment, right? So I wanted to share some of those stories and examples with you, how they're playing out in my business, and hopefully uh, give you some insight into where you can start telling a better story for yourself. So this first story, and you guys, I've got, obviously, all this stuff is in um, in the show notes, and there's some links and stuff. But the first story is, oh, they're probably out of my league, right? We live in this time and space of influencers. I mean, 30 years ago, had someone talked about being an influencer, it's like, <laughs> it would have been, what are you talking about? We had celebrities, athletes, you know, um, important figures, whether they were in science or business or whatever, right? So influencers didn't exist. But I do believe that a lot of times, I know for myself, I wouldn't do outreach, or I had a perception of someone based on a story I had told myself nothing had happened that uh, they were out of my league, right? And I mean, I remember a lot of you guys probably don't know this. I made a movie back in 2010. Yeah, long story. Um, and I interviewed a bunch of female influencers online. And I was shocked at how many said yes to participate. Um, all I had to do was ask, right? And 
if you ask and they say no, so be it. So it's been almost 12 years since I've been doing this online full time. Technically, my anniversary will be in March of 2020. Um, And it's been one hell of a journey. And I am beyond grateful to be where I am today. But I also know that I wouldn't be where I am today or ready to hold everything that's coming if I hadn't experienced the things I've been through. And it, it, it just, I don't know, guys. And trust me when I tell you that not everything is perfect. My life is so unknown right now, right? Where things are going. Um, financially, things are really good. Do I want them better? Hell yes, you guys. Like, I am not one of those, oh, I just need this much. No, I want a lot. And from that perspective, here, you know what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna qualify that. I'm not gonna justify it. I'm not gonna defend it. I want a lot it for the life that I want. So we're gonna leave it at that. Interpret that how you will. So in August, I had the good fortune of being invited to speak at the Recurring Revenue Retreat in Orlando. It was hosted by Robert Simmons, Christina Romero, and Matthew Radella. Well, technically, I was invited early in the year, but uh, speaking is something I have always wanted to do. Like back since I was in high school, I spoke at my high school graduation, which was a blast. Um, and for a while, I was even a speech major in college and really wanted to go the motivational speaker route. Oddly enough, I've never done Toastmasters or anything. I think I asked my guess of Toastmasters. <laughs> Holy side note here, off script, um, is it really depends on the community where you are. And I don't know, I, I had a bad taste for local stuff uh, where I was living before and just eh, I didn't want to do it. But anyways, um, for many reasons, I pivoted and didn't follow that path. But I always knew I wanted to speak. And for what it's worth, something inside of me knew I would. And it was one of those things that was always there. I never gave up on it. I just didn't give it a ton of energy and it evolved, right? So side note on that. But this wasn't the first time I've spoken at an event, but it was exactly what I needed when I needed it. The event was about six weeks after my mom passed away and I was really, really close to canceling. I felt bad that I hadn't done much promoting, but my mom had been in the hospital for six weeks prior and it just, you guys, it took everything in me just to take care of life and and do the basics, right? But I went because I knew she would want me to do that. She and I actually wrote my high school speech together. It was an idea she had come up with from seeing an episode of Star Trek. And she just was my champion. She really was, guys. And when I gave my speech um, at high school, it's we graduated um, actually like at an outdoor kind of amphitheater. It wasn't on campus at school. Um, and so I could see her dad in the just, I you know, straight on in the audience. She's just smiling at me and like, kind of doing it with me. Um, so I, I knew that it was something she'd want me to do. So um, so I did it. And besides it being a great event, and by the way, you guys, if you want to hear more about the event, um, Michael Killen did an amazing recap. Uh, it was great. I got to hang out with Mike in person and connect finally. And of course, James Rose. And it was just, it was a really great event. Um, but I was able to meet some new people as well, which is always the bonus Um, or kind of like the core reason for going to events, in my opinion. So I was able to connect with good friends as well as uh, establish some new friendships. One of those people was Corey Miller, who used to own iThemes. If you're not familiar with iThemes, it was one of the big, first big, I would say, um, WordPress sort of theme houses, for lack of a better word, um, but theme companies. And I had known of Corey for years, 
But for some reason, our paths never quite crossed. I think I reached out to Corey at one point to be on the podcast and he responded, yes. And then I truly don't remember what happened. It was one of those like, I had to reschedule or he had to reschedule. And for whatever reason, I hadn't ever followed up or pursued pursued it. And I think I told myself a story that he must be super busy, was probably quote unquote, out of my league for guests, right? Then I sat with Corey and his wife, Lindsay, who were both at the Recurring Revenue Retreat. And I'd connected with Lindsay, um, gosh, a while ago uh, via her role at Liquid Web. So we sat together for lunch one day. Uh, It was a quick lunch, but you guys, I felt like I had known him forever. There was just this kindred spirit. Those are his words. Um, And I just instantly knew. I'm like, oh my gosh, where has Corey been? (laughs) Um, In essence of us connecting, right? But Corey recently had me on his YouTube channel for an hour long interview. And it was amazing. You guys, we literally could have talked all day. And then after the interview, we continued our conversation for like 20 minutes. And now I have an interview scheduled with Corey this month to have him on my show. But more than that, I truly feel like this is the beginning of a quality friendship. Here's the thing. I know that Corey showed up in my life at exactly the right time. I have no idea that whether it's going to be, you know, sort of this business support push for whatever that is, and I'm not attached to it, but there, there's just a, a kinship there for lack of a better word. Um, but who I am and where I'm at in my life has me in this place that I'm really craving deeper relationships, whether that's taking existing friendships to another level or developing new friendships. I know that the right people are going to show up at the right time. And Corey is one of those people. So The story again here was that assuming someone is either out of your league or, you know, is an influencer or whatever it is. And some of those, whether it's a cold outreach for an interview or a quote or whatever that is, some of those things may come to fruition. Some of them may not. But trust that most of the time, I would say 99% of the time, it's not personal. People are busy. You know, we all get caught up in our own stuff, but just remember that. So that was a story that I told myself that didn't serve me for a long time. And it's probably gotten in my way of stepping things up, right? And I feel like I have a lot of great relationships and friendships in this space. Um, But I wonder, you know, I don't know, guys, I wonder if I've held myself back by not pursuing something else with those, right? And so it's just, for me, it's letting go of that story. And I really am at that place in my life that I just sort of trust, you know, my daughter have this new saying, I'm a just trust. That's it. All right. So the next story, and this is, I don't know how you want to phrase this, but X isn't for me, right? So in my case, e-commerce wasn't for me. So you can insert the methodology, tactic, or type of marketing X that applies to you, right? Video marketing isn't for me. Podcasting isn't for me. YouTube isn't for me. Messenger marketing isn't for me. Instagram stories aren't for me. Blog posts. I mean, you guys, there's so many things to plug in there. But my guess is you're telling yourself that there's something you don't want to do or isn't for you. And it very well may be. But remember to get to be honest with yourself about it. Is it not for you because of fear or is it not for you because you still enjoy it, right? Um, I, I like, I look at video. I love doing live streams. I like doing interviews. I used to do a lot of how-to video with WordPress. Um, 
off the cuff video is not a comfort zone for me yet. Um, and I'm, I'm going to test that this week, practicing sort of playing with doing some stories and videos while I'm, while I'm in Idaho. And we'll see. I'm not pushing myself to do it. I'm staying open, right? So, okay, coming back to e-commerce isn't for me. So I thought about doing e-commerce for a long time, but I always had this impression that it had to be about finding a niche, niche, whatever, and then finding products from overseas to sell, right? I know, I know. It's a super narrow impression of a huge industry, but the only person I knew who has been wildly successful is my friend Trey Llewellyn. And that was kind of the direction that he went. He started with t-shirts, but picked a niche in a market and scaled it. And this is one of those perfect examples of the importance of really knowing your why. Trey loves the game of e-commerce, so to speak, right? I honestly think he would do well in any niche because he understands how that space works. For him, it was fun to pursue. Oh, it wasn't so much about what he was selling as it was about how he was selling, how he could scale that, how he could drive that in the game of e-commerce, right? So I I really thought, well, the game isn't necessarily fun for me. Um, If I'm going to sell something, I want it to be mine. And I'm not referring to affiliate products that I use and recommend, obviously. But somewhere along the way, I let go of ever getting into e-commerce because it didn't excite me to find and source products and set up a shop, right? I I like creating content and building a brand. So I told myself a story that didn't serve me. On the flip side of that, it clearly worked in my favor because I let go of it. And when the idea for the content creator's planner was born, I... I don't know. I almost didn't even connect it with e-commerce, right? So bear with me. I'll try to explain that in sense of, yes, we're selling a physical product. It is e-commerce. But in my mind, it was framed as a tool for content marketing that happened to be a physical planner. So I, it was just something that solved a problem that I wanted, right? So fast forward to almost a year later. I, I can't believe it. I mean, got a year ago at this time, we were still designing pages, but um, uh, we've got a thriving e-commerce business, Jody and I. She is Jody Hirsch is my amazing partner and designer with the planner. Um, and we're just getting started. It it just it tickles me to no end. And this is gonna lead me to my next story, but I actually saw my therapist a week ago and uh pivoted our conversation talking about, you know, heavy stuff to, oh, and by the way, you know, the planner's doing really well. We've scaled our our ads and the first day that we increased our budget, it took off. And now it's been like, right? It's not stopping, but we're like, hmm, maybe there's a little ad fatigue here. And this is all new to us. But so I was telling my therapist this and she was giddy. She's been on this journey with me, guys. I found her when I lost my husband in 2003. So she's seen me leave retail and do all these other things. Like she's been on the, and she was like bouncing off the walls. Like, well, where's the excitement? I'm like, I mean, I'm excited, you know, and it was, I was holding myself back because I caught myself telling these stories of, yeah, but you've tried this and it didn't work. So I was almost not letting myself feel excited. So anyways, it's really one of those things that you have to look at what you're telling yourself because I, I, you guys, I really believe in energy and the thoughts we think. And the more you think fearful thoughts, the more fear you bring into your life. Um, So this brings me to my next story, which is Facebook ads don't work, 
or I can't get them to work. And I've seen this so many times. I am not about to preach at anybody what you should and shouldn't do in terms of paid traffic. All I can tell you is that I wish I had done this years ago. I did have great success with them initially, like in 2014, when everybody was having success with them. But now it is harder. And if you want to step into that space, uh, just follow Jason Hornung on Facebook. Um, I worked with him. I've talked about him before. I've had him on the podcast. Um, But it all comes down to, it's not that ads don't work. It's your offer. It's your copy. There's so many pieces that fit into this, right? So it's, you know, that story of ads don't work, or I can't get them to work. Or side note, I don't know the money. That's another story people tell themselves. I'm just going to remind you guys, we started this with $10 a day, you can run something for $10 a day and turn it off in two weeks, right? You can find that to budget that. Anyways, I'm going to start this piece, this next part off with hell yes, they work you guys. <laughs> when we launched the content creators planner, I said right off the bat to Jody that once we the we had the pre orders shipped, um, so I was reading, <laughs> I was just guiding myself on my notes and I'm like, eh, there's a typo. Um, but once we had shipped those pre-orders, we were past that initial phase that we were going to start running paid ads from day one. I believed way too much in this product to not give it the best chance to succeed. And yes, we're doing content marketing. The content marketing <laughs> for the content creators planner has been slower than we wanted. We each have separate businesses and we've had some real heavy personal challenges. So from that place, I knew it meant paid traffic from day one. So in March of this year, Jody and I went to an event that Trey Llewellyn had had at his house. And it was, I've talked about it, so I'm not going to get into it, but I'll link to that podcast episode. Um, but before the weekend was over, we we went, it was just two days, was it? Yeah, just two days at his house. Then we spent an extra day by ourselves before we flew out because it was the first time we met in person. We wanted to plan stuff. So um, by the end of that weekend, we had a funnel set up using Cartflows. It's a WordPress plugin because we use WooCommerce for the planner. And Cartflows is sort of like a click funnels for WordPress, for lack of a better word. Um, it's a complete cart funnel checkout plugin for WordPress. So we used copy from the website and our Kickstarter. Uh, which remember failed by the way, and you can listen to that entire episode. Um, I've linked to that in the show notes. Um, and we got a landing page up. We added our content masterclass as an order bump, and then we were ready to write our ad. So Jody had created a video that shows the planner pages. So we use that. We also invested in funnel scripts earlier this year, which hands down is one of the very best tools I have ever spent money on since I've been in this business. Uh, I'm going to have to create content and would. Well, oh, okay, I forgot about that. Jim Edwards and I had connected through another friend. I need to follow up to do a podcast interview with him. Um, but uh, because we've both have been in the space for a long time, we knew our audience. We had already had product validation. And we set a very simple target. And we were committed to paying for data, right? Fortunately, we made sales pretty quickly and have consistently made sales. In fact, <laughs> we had a friend, we had a friend, we had a call with a friend of mine that I had met a few years back. And I always knew I wanted to work with him for ads. Um, he's just super smart. And one of the nicest people I know, uh, Andrew James, and he ran our numbers. We had a call with him and he literally looked at stuff and he's like, all right. So my first question is why aren't you guys spending more money? He said, you're getting a over 300% return on your ad spend. So <laughs> we're like, 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, we just took a draw last month, a first draw against the planner because we just keep putting it back in. We have, excuse me, reordered more planners. Um, so all that stuff, but we were like, okay, so here's the funny thing, guys. So we double our budget, have great sales the first couple of days, and now it's kind of been trickling. So it's like, all right. And, and this is just a learning process, guys. I mean, it's still selling, but it's fascinating. This is why I want to hand ads off at a certain point. But um, it's just crazy. We're spending more money now. And we've launched a second ad and are testing a third ad directly to a piece of content. Now, the two new ads started at $10 a day. The ad we launched in May, we've slowly scaled over time. And while it's got the highest budget, I think it might be getting some ad fatigue. So we have to look at that. Here's the magic of all this, you guys. I have said so many times before, but we had zero expectations. Easy for me to say. Expectations on what the planner was supposed to do, right? We knew we wanted it to sell, but we were not attached to what it looked like or how quickly it happened. Like I said, we both have other businesses, so we've been pretty relaxed about how quickly this all happens. Relaxed in the sense of it's okay. It's happening the way it's supposed to, all of that stuff, right? I mean, that's that's the, that's the key here with this. Um, but literally... <laughs> Here we are less than a year later with an amazing product and massive potential. We've given ourselves a runway to grow this on our own terms with plans to hand off fulfillment and traffic at a certain point, just because I would love to have someone in there <laughs> looking at this and saying, let's do this. I mean, he gave us a couple tweaks and we have a couple more to implement. So that's sort of my hopes with this. So we have a lot planned for this brand and we're letting it evolve organically. I don't mean just the... Right, so. Yes, there's paid traffic, but the evolution of the brand is happening naturally and organically. But by far, you guys, this has been the easiest, most fun, and most profitable project I've worked on to date. And it was the one I had the least stress and expectations over, right? All right. So the next one is personal stories. Oh, boy. So personal stories, guys. This is um, This is an interesting one. Um, stop thinking about all the things you've told yourself over the years that continue to play out as truths, right? Maybe it's stories around your health. I've, I've got plenty of stories around my health and my weight. Uh, maybe it's money, good, bad, or indifferent relationships, how smart you are, your confidence. So I remember my therapist was the first person to say to me that, a belief is simply a thought you keep thinking, right? So all of these beliefs in your mind about any of these categories, right? Whether I'm not good with money. Okay, I'm going to throw that one out there. I'm not saying that that's my belief, but I'm not good with money or I've made mistakes. And I've been through all of that drama, you guys, up and down in terms of having lots, not having lots, you know, being stressed, not being stressed. And <laughs> if money is a concern for what it's worth, it always works out. I, I've accepted that. And at the end of the day, I don't know. My uncle said something once that was, um, don't cry for something that can't cry for you. I've really let go of attachment to stuff and it shows up easier in my life. Um, I don't think I've shared this and I'm going to come back to a belief is simply a thought you keep thinking. I'm totally going off script today. Uh, <laughs> welcome to being back in my head. But I um, have had on my monitors, uh, the dashboard of the car I want for years, 
um, it was an Audi Q5. And I bought myself an Audi. Uh, it was an A4 after my husband passed away because <laughs> every car I had, a man was involved in purchasing. So no offense, dudes, but it was like, you know, my dad co-signed for my first car, my parents, right? But I got a really sensible car. My brother got like a super fun sporty car and we were making the payments, right? But they co-signed. And then um, I had that car, I don't know, for like six years. And then when I met my husband, he worked for Ford. So then we always bought Fords. I mean, what 23-year-old wants to drive a friggin' Taurus, right? Mind you, we bought the car the weekend. I was about to, I wasn't 23 when we bought that. We met at 23. I was 26. Um, We bought that when the weekend my daughter was due um, because we needed a bigger car, but really a Taurus anyways. Um, (laughs) So uh, the only car that I ever liked that we bought that was a Ford was the Expedition. Those are monsters, right? When we got, when we had our second child, either way, I was like, I want a car that I want, right? So I went out and bought bought my Audi A4. Friggin' love that car. Um, As kids got bigger, it was a little too small, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, fast forward. So I wanted an Audi Q5 and I let go of it. I just knew I'd get it. So it's been my screensaver. And uh, my other car kind of bit the dust in August and it was paid for and all that stuff. And it was like, I'm going to get the Q5. And I did. And, um, but I let go of it is my point, right? It, it's simply that I'm just, I'm not attached to stuff. It doesn't mean I don't love it or want it or whatever. And I remember the first time, uh, the first appointment I had with my therapist and I drove up cause she knew about all this. She does all this fun manifesting. What do you want your life to look like stuff with me? And she's like, Oh my God, your car. And I'm like, yeah. And she, so she was like, are you excited about it? I'm like, I am. I said, and you know what? And it's just a car. <laughs> So that's sort of the evolution of that piece, right? Anyways, so at first I was like, duh, about this. Oh, a belief is simply a thought you keep thinking. But her point was that just because I continued to think that thought didn't make it true, right? So think about all of the things that you're good at or that come easily to you. To someone else, that thing that is so easy and natural for you is probably terrifying for someone else, right? But you don't think twice about it because it's simply a part of who you are, whether you worked hard to get better at it, or it was one of your innate talents and gifts that you chose to foster. It doesn't make a difference, but it comes easy and natural to you. So, and hopefully it's not coming to a place of, you know, ideally we're not judging people when those things don't come easy to them. I just find most people tend to dismiss the things that come easy to us, right? As opposed to saying, yeah, I'm pretty good at that. And thank you and owning that. So the big question as I wind this down is, what would your life look like if you made a conscious decision to start looking at things differently, to start telling a different story, right? So I have done a handful of courses over the time. I've never had a big course launch or whatever. And for a long time, I told myself it was because you know, I half-assed or I wasn't planned enough. And don't get me wrong. I definitely don't give myself enough runway. And I've, I've learned that about myself. At the same time, what if I shift that story, which I have to, well, that style of launch or that thing didn't resonate with me. And so I'm going to do it on my terms in a way that works for me. And I'm not going to rush it. That's the other piece of this. I have let go of feeling the need to launch or sell or do something because it, I need to make money 
because every single time I do that, it is backfired. So to honor who you are, what you've been through, and how hard you continue to work for what you want, make a decision to do that. Decide that, shit, I've been through a lot. Um, I work hard for what I want, and it's okay. At the same time, be super honest with yourself, right? And if you know when you're procrastinating or you're using old stories and beliefs as a way to justify something, it doesn't matter what it is. Be honest with yourself and choose to look at things differently. Here's the thing, guys. I am all for learning new things. Seriously, it is it is truly food for my soul. However, I know that if I don't do this personal work, which is working on my mindset, staying in alignment, meditating. You guys, I think I meditated for four minutes this morning, but I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little angsty, which is probably when I need to do it longer. I know that, but I'm sort of feeling this craving to do it again, right? But if I don't do that stuff, nothing else matters. Nothing else works. When I take the time to do those things that remind me of what I want, why I want it, where I'm going, what and what feeds my soul like this trip to Idaho guys I really need this to to sort of I don't know ground myself in moving through my life without my mom didn't know I was going to go there today but I need that right it's I'm profoundly sad about it still but I trust I really do um and if you're not sure where to start with telling yourself a different story start with one thing right and sorry, I really should have my therapist on the podcast one of these days. Something else she taught me is if you're going to play the what if game, you have to play it on both sides. Meaning if you're going to beat yourself up for the way you did something, what if I had done this differently? What if I hadn't said that? What if I had only done this? You have to look at what would have happened on the other side of that, right? So here's an example. When I look back on my attempt at launching a SaaS product, for some of you who know that, for those of you who don't, it took a year and a half. We launched lead surveys and shut it down a few months later. So I could have really beat myself up about that. However, um, had we stuck with that, I can pretty much guarantee that the content creators planner would never have happened. I was stepping into this content marketing space in the background of that, and I was not attached to what it looked like again. I just kept moving forward and it's, it's been just, wow, it's been phenomenal. And the partnership with Jody has been the easiest partnership I've ever undertaken um, in this space. Obviously I don't, I don't have a crystal ball, you guys, but um, it's a pretty safe assumption that I probably would not have had the bandwidth to pursue that. So, you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the thoughts we think and the stories we tell ourselves So that is simply my wish for you today. I know this is a little bit, I don't know, not out there, a little bit different. Um, But I just wanted to share this with you that it's literally as simple as starting to tell yourself a better story, taking the time to get your mind right to, to take care of you. You guys, I really could have judged myself um, for, I don't know, the podcast has been so off schedule. I've, you know, not been sticking with the emails the way I want to. All of those things have been off at the same time. Obviously, I was going through something super, super painful. And I don't know, the loss of my mom has really given me a little bit of a screw it. (laughs) It is what it is. I'm gonna do the best I can. And uh, again, that comes, I think, from years of experience, getting older, 
But I just know that judging myself, beating myself up, um, feeling frustrated does nothing but keep me stuck. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve the people that I care about. It doesn't serve my audience. So that's my wish for you guys today. Start telling yourself a better story. I love you tons. Thank you for sticking with me for listening. I promise it's getting back on schedule. I don't know what that looks like. And I hope that you're okay with that. So um, have a wonderful day, evening, wherever you're at, and I will catch you next time.